Hello and welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today's episode number six and is part three in the money series and it's titled Freedom Forever. My special guest, wife, famous author Jessica Lemon is here with me today and Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Yes, (laughs) I had you back. Must have done well. And what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Deschutes Freshly Squeezed IPA. Yummy. Well, very nice. And what are you drinking? I am drinking, I was trying to find a drink that had something to do with money. And since we're fresh out of Goldschlager, (laughs) I picked up the next best thing, which is a silver bullet. And so I'm drinking a Coors Light Silver Bullet today. Not gold, but silver. Got it. Silver, yes. Even more fun. So... (laughs) Well, let's get started on this episode. Uh, We um, covered uh, over the last couple episodes about money. Mm -hmm. Um, We covered how to get out of debt or how we got out of debt, uh, what to do when you get out of debt, uh, how to stay out of debt, which is uh, it's usually pretty simple. Just stop borrowing money. Um, And this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about financial freedom, like kind of like what the next step would be. And I believe that financial freedom means uh, a lot of different things to different people. But I wanted to give kind of some insights and some ideas of, and and maybe give you some help on setting some goals for what would be an ideal um, situation where you are financially free and how to get there. So first of all, Jessica, what do you think financial freedom, like what does that actually mean to you? What does financial freedom mean to me? Probably, I would say if there's anything that I want or need, that I would be able to get the money out of the bank and get it. Right. That that would be financially freedom to me, to be like, I need, you know, I need to take a flight so I don't have to drive to this place. Or I need a really nice dress for this wedding I'm going to. And just to be able to go out and purchase that without too much thought. I need to upgrade my my iMac or get a new pair of shoes or even splurge on some things. That's what it means to me. You're probably talking more future-based. Well, more of um I mean that is that is really good and we did cover a lot of that on the last episode mm-hmm. too, but more kind of down the road-ish. Um now well, you Well, I guess don't... that would be that would sort of because I know what you're going to say. You're going to say yeah. like retirement sure, and sure. so I think that that would encapsulate that because if you had everything else covered, then there would be money for all the fun stuff. So maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, Everything's covered. The house yeah. is paid for. The cars are paid for. The investments are invested in. Our inv- investments are <laughs> invested or properly invested. That's right. So, And then you just you have money. So basically you're saying that you'd have money to cover your, your normal bills. Yeah. And then have some extra spending money if you needed to buy something else or yeah. if an emergency came up. Okay, nice. Um, so part of that too, now um, I still have a job, or I currently am employed, um, but you don't, and you're you're able to to be a full-time author, and you haven't right. had a job for, what, five or six years? It's been a while. I've been, oh, since I've been writing full-time, I would say, I think at the end of 2013 or the beginning of 2014 was when I was officially... Right around there when I was officially done with my part-time work. Because I had two part-time 
administrative positions that I held for each for about 10 hours a week. Yeah. So you'd work part time. 20 hours at one, 20 hours at one and 10 hours yeah, at the so other. So you're working part time at a couple jobs I while was. you were um, starting the writing and getting yep. the, getting the book sales going. Yep. So, so you're also in a position, um, I know a lot of people listening to this have a job and maybe people have a job that they don't like. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I enjoy my job. I really do. But a lot of people don't. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people that are waiting to retire. Like they're just waiting until they turn 65 or 70. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're going to, you know, they have this list of, even if it's just in their mind of all these fun things that they're going to do uh, when they get there and retire. And I, th I think that's kind of a bad plan. Um, I think you're a good example of finding something that you want to do and then making it make a living. Like you mm -hmm. said, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to get published, and then you're like, okay, and now you've turned that, you know, five or six years later, you've turned that into a career where you're making enough money at that to make a living. Right. And Which I was think, always the goal. Yeah. Right. So I think there's a different, I mean, and that's why I think this just, you know, financial freedom means so many different things. Because if you're in a job right now and you just do not like your job and you're hating every day and you're looking forward to the retirement, I think you may, you know, you may want to shift that. Um, I feel like the old school way of doing things was go to school, get a good job, retire at 65, and then, you know, have all the fun and do all the fun things you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, for me, I, you know, we're in our early 40s, I'm 43. Um, I don't want to wait till 65 to do all the fun things uh, that I want to do when I retire. I, d I don't want to do that. I mean, in 20 plus years, physically, I'm sure I'm not going to feel better. Uh, I'm sure I'll have some more aches and pains. Um, you know, and I just don't want that to hold me back from traveling and doing the things I want to do. Um, and I think the most important thing, though, is to enjoy the job or the business or, or your career. And I think that to me is something that a lot of people separate. I, I feel like a lot of people have a job that pays the bills and maybe they're good at it, but they don't really love it. And they have something else that's kind of a hobby where they're just like, well, I'm never going to make any money at this, mm -hmm. but I would really rather do that. What do you, what do you think of that? Um, as far as like separating it out, um, yeah, I think I've always looked at the writing as a career. I had a direct sales career prior to that. So I was already kind of in the mode of working, um, you know, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, whatever mm -hmm. I was doing right. down there. I worked it all the right. time. And so I just carried that over into my, into my writing career. And I do, I do feel very fortunate that I am working my passion so I work on my writing but that's also my job but I would do it I mean I, I don't want to say I would do it if I wasn't getting paid for it because of course <laughs> I wouldn't because writing a book is really hard <laughs> right so of course I would right. need compensated for it but it's it's by far the absolute best job I've ever had I, I love it and it doesn't feel like hard work when I'm doing it Plus, you're on, I mean, you have deadlines from publishers mm -hmm. and different things that you oh, yeah. need to get in at times, but you are, I mean, we, I, you know, we talk about this all the time, like, but you are on your own schedule. I mean, you determine yeah. your days off, you determine, you know, when you work, what time, you know, you don't have to punch a clock or drive into an office every day. Right. And so I think 
um, you really have a lot of financial freedom with that. And it's, yeah, I do. And I mean, yeah, it stems from doing what you love, I think. Yeah, the the number of times that I'm actually scheduled to be on, you know, like I'm doing a Facebook Live with Harlequin, like next week. Oh, cool. Um, is rare. It's rare. And it's also coordinated with my schedule, you know, like, can you do this time or you pick the time or you let us know. So there's a ton of freedom in that. Um, so do you think then, what about the people who are in jobs and are a few years away from retirement and are trying to sort of work the side hustle and have a good time? Do you think there's a way they can kind of like enjoy both? Is that what you're saying by... Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and it kind of goes back to, um, you know, some of the principles we had laid down in the first couple episodes about money. It's just, I mean, being out of debt is huge. And if you've kind of like... the pressure off. It does. Of, yeah. If we talked about it, if you don't, you don't borrow money on cars, um, and then if you if you have a house and you've put 15 or 20% down, you're on a 15 year mortgage. Well then, you know, you're on the fast track if you're staying in that house long enough. And even if you don't stay in the house, you've, you know, say you stayed in the house eight years, well, you've paid so much down that you can roll that equity into the next house. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you're sitting, you know, where, where you have no debt, you have your house paid off and you know, and your expenses are covered with some money from investments, then what else are you going to do? And I think that's the part that I kind of wanted to talk about in this is like, how do you get from where you are here, you know, with debt or whatever it is, and to where you want to be, where you have some options where, hey, if you don't like your job, maybe you can start doing that part time, or you could quit your job and do something that you really love. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's also... um, I don't know, I feel like when people are like, oh, I'm going to retire and do, and then do nothing. And I'm like, but don't you want to do something? I, I feel like they have a, a not a real accurate view of what really would happen. I mean, if somebody wanted to retire at 50 from the job that they're doing now, or even at 40, or like, you know, Mr. Money Mustache, I think, did it at like 30 or something, retired in 10 years. Well, you're going to do something. Um, and if you're going to do something, aren't you going to make money with that? I mean, that's... Probably, yeah. I mean, even if you're picking up cans. (laughs) Right, right. Cans on the beach, right? Right. Right. Um, No, I know what you're saying. And I think that retirement took on a new meaning when I... uh, First of all, I never really planned on retirement and never thought much about it. I always put into my 401k when I did have a corporate job, though. I knew that was important, and I did do that, especially because the company I worked for matched. But... Uh, the idea of retiring and sort of, um, you know, hanging up your name tag sort of went away when I started working for myself, even as an entrepreneur Correct. working for myself um, in direct sales. I think with the direct sales job that I had, the idea of retirement was like, I can't do this forever because I was carrying like big suitcases <laughs> full of stuff into people's candles. homes That's true. and That's true. setting them up. But with writing, I thought, you know, if I can keep my body healthy, then I can take this right into any age. I mean, I know lots of women who are older and still writing books, and there's just no no expiration date on it. So I feel like that's, that sort of changed for me, and the idea of doing something until you have to stop doing it, or or feeling like, I want to stop doing this just isn't a Correct. thing anymore for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think that's the 
I think that's kind of the mindset that, and I kind of had it too, where I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go to school. Of course, I didn't go to school for too long in college, but <laughs> I did a little better. I'm going to have a job or whatever, and then I'm just going to work really, really, really hard um, and maybe do a bunch of things I don't want to do or whatever, and then I'm going to retire and get to do what I want to do. And I I don't know. I think I think even having a job that maybe you don't enjoy totally, but doing having a side hustle or something like that, um, that you do on the side that either makes money or whatever. So this is really personal for you mm-hmm. because this was you for many, many years. The idea was, Correct. I just want to get done, get retired, and right. then I'll play the golf, and then I'll take the vacation. Correct. So yes. that's for years, really speaking from you personally, that that has shifted for you. Right, because originally, I mean, one of the reasons I got into real estate investing was to become rich. I mean, duh, that's what you do. That's what you. <laughs> right. That's what all the gurus tell you to do is uh, invest in real estate. It's a piece of cake. You are really like, down, gee, and... I love all these crappy houses. Right, I love driving <laughs> through these awful, awful neighborhoods where I'm scared to get out of the car after five o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, my goal was to invest in real estate uh, and then quit my job, and then honestly, it was to pursue a uh, a golfing career mm. and I thought if I could work really hard and and do a bunch of things I didn't necessarily like to do that I could make a bunch of money and be rich and then then I could just retire and do all the stuff I wanted to do and that's changed since then because now you're you're finding that you can get paid for doing things you really like you can get Correct. paid for um the job that you have that you enjoy and the farmer's market that you're trying to grow and build and um, this podcast and your website and your cookbook. Right. So you're, right. so do you feel like that has changed for you, your view of what work is and correct? Yeah. So instead of, you know, my old school thinking of just work really hard at something I hate for a long period of time and then retire and do what I want to do is just not, not there. I mean, I I really kind of lucked into a, a wonderful job that I love doing, and that has that just changes, and it gives me the freedom to do some things on the evenings and weekends that I love and make a little money with that stuff too. And I, I think the whole idea is to enjoy your whole journey mm-hmm. um, to where you are. But to go back to somebody quitting their job and kind of the uh, Mr. Money Mustache, which if, if you haven't gone to his blog, he's got some excellent articles um, and some, I've seen some good videos of him as well. And I learned a lot from him. Uh, one of the things is, so basically his story is, uh, he and his wife had graduated from college and got a really good job in their early twenties. And so they worked really hard at these tech jobs and, and saved money and, and they invested and saved, you know, I think 50% of what they made and lived, I, I'd say meager, but they still, you know, they just didn't live an exorbitant lifestyle. They didn't do the usual, um, you know, get married and buy an expensive house and buy a couple cars and have a couple kids. They kind of planned that they were going to have a kid after 10 years. And so they worked at their jobs for 10 years and then they, they retired. And then, and of course, kind of like what we're talking about, he didn't really retire and do nothing. He had another little side business he did. And then of course he's got the blog and different things too. But what I thought was interesting is, um, the thing that I've come to understand is that, you know, you don't necessarily need as much money as you think, to live and to retire. And I think, um, like one of our favorite songs by the Bare Naked Ladies is, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think if people could understand, um, if they really had a good grasp of what their actual expenses, uh, what their real living expenses are, 
on a yearly basis. And so, you know, let's say you're completely out of debt. You don't have a house payment. Um, and it, if you don't have a job, if you're not driving and commuting to a job, uh, maybe you only need one car and, you know, your mileage costs and your gas costs and things go down. One used car. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, so your costs of things, if you, so let's say you did the, the Mr. Money Mustache thing and retired at 30 or 40 or 50. Um, I think people don't understand what their expenses would really be if you didn't, didn't have any debt. And, and how and, do you figure that out then? What, what's the. Are you getting to that? My yeah, absolutely. Ahead. Yeah, hey, hey, calm down there, lady. But uh, have another drink. But, I'm like um, taking notes over here. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I think the biggest thing is to understand what your expenses are right now. Okay. And try to invest and put back as much money and save as much percentage, as large percentage of your income as you can. So whatever you're comfortable with doing without. When you get your Correct. paycheck... If you're comfortable with, okay, I'm just going to pretend 25% of this isn't here and you just chuck all of that into the savings account or into your investments or whatever. Right, yeah, into a 401k IRA. Okay. Um, I'm not really going to go into specific things like this. This is just kind of giving everybody a kind of a broad overview of mm-hmm. what We're just giving possible. a for example. Correct. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think if you could, you know, lower your expenses to things that that really make you happy – um, and that you really need as as opposed to maybe keeping up with the Joneses or doing things that, you know, aren't that important um, and putting a large amount of, of money away. And once you get an idea of what your current expenses are, then try to calculate what your actual expenses would be, you know, if you retired early. Um, you know, if you were, you know, let's say you retired at 50 and again, you, you don't have any debt, uh, you just have your insurance and taxes for your house. I think your expenses would go down quite a bit. Plus, you could probably uh, do some other things yourself, like maybe you're paying somebody to mow your lawn. Well, if you didn't have to work the job you don't like anymore, if you're home, then maybe you could do that yourself, or maybe you could fix your car yourself, or or do things like that. You could save money like that. But I think your expenses would be really low, especially the commuting costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the commuting costs of uh, driving, you know, if you have, especially if you have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you're eating out lunch most of the time. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not packing your lunch. You're not mm-hmm. eating your own, you know, then you're going out to dinner afterwards because sure. you've worked. Because you're exhausted. 8, 10, 12 hours that day. I remember those days, yeah. yeah. I remember it's hard to come home and make dinner. Right. So the the actual um, calculation on what you need to come up with. So figure out what your expenses, what your actual expenses would be if you didn't have a job and multiply that by 25. So as an example, um, and again, I think once you really cut down what this is um, or figured out and kind of analyze what you really would breakdown. need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breakdown. Yeah. Cut down, breakdown, something like that. <laughs> but uh, I think it would be a lot less than you actually um, are thinking now. But like, so as an example. Because you think people need to have a million. They're thinking, I need just million millions of, millions of dollars Hundreds, I gotta, uh, yeah yeah i gotta have at least two million one million whatever before i can before even i can consider. even think about it okay right even but with if, a family you're saying they correct get by with less. correct okay. correct i think so too absolutely um but yeah so let's say you were able to uh you know estimate your expenses down to like thirty thousand dollars a year which sounds crazy but if you go on the mr money blush dash blog he spends i think under twenty five thousand dollars a year uh, he has, he lives very well. He has a very nice house. Um, his wife and I mean, they, you know, they get expensive groceries. They, you know, do all kinds of things. They have a, you know, a kid, 
Um, and so, but I think if you, so you would multiply that $30,000 or 25 or whatever you think your expenses are. In this example, just say $30,000, multiply that by 25, um, and that comes up to $750,000 a year. And basically what that breaks down to is what's called the 4% rule. And you can look that up. Um, the, there was a group of people, I think it's called the Trinity Study. And basically what they were trying to figure out is if you had a certain amount of money invested in the stock market for your retirement, how much of that could you pull out each year and still survive? You're saying $750,000 total is what you need. Correct. You said per year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you don't need a million. You only need seven hundred. Yeah. Why would you need a million? You just need seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Wait a minute. Total. You're Total. Saying. Gotcha. That's and your base- blanket amount. Correct. So if you had a nest egg, shall we say? Okay, that of, makes sense. My gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Because if not, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused already. Let alone everybody listening. But yeah. So if you have a nest egg of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you pulled four percent out each year. Using the statistics from the Trinity study, if you had that invested well, and again, we're not going to go into that, um, you basically could live on that for, you know, infinity. Like it just keeps going. And depending Mm on, um, you know, the stock market goes up and down and depending on when you start and when you finish, uh, you may end up having multiple, multiple times that by the time you finish um, years later. So, but I just, I don't know. I think, does that, does that make any sense? It does. It makes sense to me. (laughs) I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else, but I'm the artist here, and I'm like, I, I did. I did understand that. So Excellent. Excellent. So that's basically what the what the 4% rule is. Um, and they can, you're going to tell them yeah, I'll where have some, they can go look this yeah. up and get a little more information. Absolutely. Yes. There'll be uh, links in the show notes on all this. So, But I think um, having that as a base... And then the other part of it is just kind of like what we talked about before. Like, so you're, you know, let's say your bare bones is is living on $30,000 a year. So you get this $750,000 nest egg together. You're pulling your 40% out, which is $30,000 a year. Well, if you're 40 or 50 or so, I mean, you you also could be doing something else to make money. Sure. Um, I mean, if you're... That's just your passive income. Your thirty to 40000 a year is coming in automatically... And then I'm over here writing a book or two, and you're doing a speaking engagement or two. Yeah, or and somebody that's has a blog, income. or they even have mm-hmm. a part-time job. I mean, even if somebody, uh, you know, I love golf. I mean, even if somebody just worked part-time at a golf course, I mean, that could uh, help fund you playing golf. Because a lot of times when you work at the golf course, they yeah. let you play for free. Right. Plus, you have some extra money. I just think, um, plus, I mean, if you're also at the retirement age where you're at, you know, 65 Um, and actually I think you can start taking social security at 62. So, I mean, you could also, you know, let's say you retire at, you know, at, at 62 or I'm sorry, at 52, Mm -hmm. will you, you just live on that $30,000 for 10 years. And then by the time you get to 62, then you also would get social security. So there's other revenue coming in. And I think the biggest thing for me, like if we had, um, you know, if we had retired at 40, and didn't have, you know, if I didn't have a job, then I would be doing something to make money. Sure, you wouldn't just be lounging around. Right, right. I mean, I would probably the first month I would. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'd be the I first month. That, don't you think that's really what you picture when you're at a job that you don't necessarily enjoy? And to be fair, I had a lot of really great jobs 
And I didn't enjoy any of them. <laughs> right. Not because right. they were bad jobs, but just because I really, I just was never cut out to work the 40-hour week. I just really wasn't. I mean, I'll work 40 hours now, but from my home, and it's just a totally different ball game. Um, I always joke and say I'm unemployable now, uh, even though I... <laughs> you are. I really do hit all my deadlines, and I'm a very hard worker, but just as far as, yeah, going in for the 9-to-5 gig, it really just never was my thing. And so I think when you are in that position, you do dream of the day that you won't have to go to that 10 a.m. meeting, and you won't have right. to write up your <laughs> quarterly review on yourself. And hope You won't have to read that reply to all email from right. everybody you at the company. You won't have to read the reply to all email. <laughs> And you won't have to deal with office politics. So I do think that that dream is valid. And once you retire, you're right. You probably will take a month off to just be like, I'm oh, doing absolutely. nothing, right? Yes. I'm doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely. I'm going to get dressed. <laughs> yeah, but I think the key would be... But there's be, something beyond that. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the the side hustle thing, and I love side hustle. I just think it's a, a great concept to just be doing something on the side yes. that you love. Yes. Um, and maybe you start it now and you're not making any money at it, but maybe, you know, by the time you do get your nest egg together and you can get your four, start taking your 4% out that, that maybe, you know, maybe it does make money. Maybe you're working on a book project and maybe it's, you know, I don't know, memoir or something. You're working on something that you may sell later. Or maybe you're, you're interested in something, um, that you can do some speaking engagements later or do and some YouTube videos or something. As like a little aside, I'm going to jaunt off to yeah. the right for just sidebar. a second. But <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> um, those kinds of money-making things don't re- always reveal themselves at the beginning of your side hustle. Right. So my advice to anybody who has, you're like, yeah, I have this thing I love, but I don't know what to do with it. My advice is just lean in. Just lean in. Just start doing it. Start doing it an hour a week, uh, two hours a week. You know, put that on your calendar. Start practicing. Practicing. Start doing something. Um, right now, I've, I'm committed to drawing every day. I love to cartoon and I love to draw and I haven't done that routinely for a very long time. And just in the last week since I started it, already ideas are coming to me. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, on oh, how to make money. On how to with make it. money with my art. Where before, I was just thinking, ah, oh, I should really sit down and draw. Oh, I should really right. sit down and draw. I never draw anymore. Oh. And so I think the process of doing opens those other avenues up for so you, you to see. So not to interrupt, but so you mm-hmm. weren't even so with your drawing, you weren't really drawing because you're trying to make money. You weren't like, oh, no. I'm going to sell this. Or I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that you've gotten into it, yeah. you're seeing that there's other opportunities. I mean, I, I had that, a, I had a couple of ideas, of like sense. maybe someday, you know, I mean, the, the words children's book have been bantered about <laughs> by, by everybody I know for half my life. Um, I'm not sure that appeals to me, but I'm staying open to that. But I knew if that was a path I was going to be on or any any publication path I was going to be on, I would need to practice because um, I I just doodle on, you know, like, you know, squares of napkins and <laughs> scrap paper and stuff. Right. And I don't really, I don't really pay attention to what I'm doodling. And this is forcing me, you know, I opened an Instagram account for my drawings. And it's forcing me to think of scope. And it's forcing me to think of message. And what do I want to say? And what do I want to draw to 
put on there today. And that is just, just the act of doing it has opened up all these other ideas. And so I think the things come, but you have to lean into them a so little you have bit. To do it. You're not going to find, with the doing. That yeah, makes sense. you're yeah. not going to find opportunities until you start doing it because it's like, we used to own a yellow car and it's like buying the yellow <laughs> car and you would swear there were no yellow cars on the road. And then we bought a yellow car and all we saw were the yellow cars on the road. So this is the same way. Now that I'm drawing every day, I'm noticing other people's artwork. I'm noticing how other people are monetizing their artwork or um, I'm paying more attention to the kinds of books that have uh-huh. illustrations in them. So I do think once you're doing it, those opportunities come. Do you think that um, because you have uh, a piece of financial freedom where you know the bills are paid and you don't have to do that for income, do you think that makes it easier to be creative? Is that a better creative state to be relaxed or? Yeah, I do. Um, I know you're bro- an achiever, a student <laughs> kind of person, but the broad answer is yes. But I would also say that's also required some self-discipline on my part because there's a very big chunk of me that's like I could be doing something to make income Uh maybe I should do that instead (laughs) but you know what I take that back because now that it's sort of like and I'm contracted for several books out for the next two years so I have this sort of you know, like, yeah, I'm employed for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be like, okay, if I'm, I'm employed till the end of the year. I have to hustle somewhere, right? right? Um, yeah, I guess but, you have that security. So I have knowing... that security, and it's I'm yeah. on a schedule, and I understand the rhythm of it. And so I just sort of had to talk to myself and be like, okay, I'm just going to lean into this, and I'm not going to worry about marketing at first. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to put it out there, and we'll see what happens. I'm just going to do the thing that I'm good at doing. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But yes, I think that... Having that financial aspect taken care of, of course, of course, it's easier to be creative when you're not thinking, I could be working for money right now. Totally makes sense. Two questions um, I wanted to kind of focus on as we wrap this up. One is, I think is important, is what do you really need to live and to be happy? And I think I think we're advertised so much um, to, you know, Mm -hmm. all the time about different things and kind of the keeping up with the Joneses and stuff. And I just think if we're quiet and we just kind of relax and see, like, what do I really need, you know, to live? You know, obviously shelter, food, clothes, things like that. Um, But what what do you really need to live and to be happy? And I think that kind of goes back to kind of cutting your expenses down. Um, that just, you know, is this really that important? I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there with when we open our closet and there's a dress hanging there that we've never worn or there's a shirt with the tag still on it. And you really thought at the time that that was going to be the thing. That's going to make me happy. That's going to make my day. I deserve this. I work hard. I'm buying it. Right. And then there's 80 bucks. There's 100 bucks just sitting there not being used at all. So... Yeah, I think you could. I think if you take an honest look at, I mean, look around your house, right? right? What things are collecting dust? What things are in storage? What things are still in boxes or still have tags? What do you really, really need? Yeah, I think that's, no, that's very well said. And then I think the other part of this too is once you get to, you know, once you have the nest egg that you need, 
that's you know 25 times what your expenses is and you start pulling your 4% out and you can do what you want to do like what exciting thing could you do that you now have the time to do like once you have financial freedom and maybe your financial freedom is getting yourself together where you have you know this nest egg and you can start pulling that out but maybe you just have a part-time job you know maybe you're not totally quit you know the job maybe you like your job you just don't want to do it 40 or 60 hours a week, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you can cut that down to part time because you have your investments bringing in some money and then you can focus on something that you really want to do. Um, and I, I, that to me, that was kind of what I wanted to kind of wrap this up with is, is what exciting thing could you do? So if you had financial freedom, if you, if you worked and saved that money, think about it now instead of later. Correct. Like what exciting thing could you do that you, that you just need the time to do? And, and that kind of goes back to, you know, financial freedom is different for everybody, but what I think that's, to me, that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think that time is the big thing, right? You just want your time back so that you can have the leisure to discover those things that you like, but you can discover those things that you like in a 10 minute visualization section you know segment by yourself in sure. the evening you know after you're yeah, or just doing some brainstorming on a saturday yeah. or just instead of you know going and doing all the things maybe you know, being busy on a weekend maybe mm-hmm. you can just kind of sit there and relax and kind of write some things down like let's pretend you know let's say you're let's say you're 30 or 40 years old or and you're thinking okay in 10 years what if i what if i was able to put some of this money together in a nest egg and was able to to, to not have the job I have now or just to change? Like, what would I do when I'm 40? And what would I do when I'm 50? Like, what would, or 60, like, you know, or even 70? Like, what would I do mm. that would be exciting? Like, what's the thing I really want to do? And I think we get caught up in the, you know, the hustle and bustle of everything and making money. And, you know, we don't have kids, but I we know people raising kids. I mean, there's just so much to do. Or you're, or you're running a business and you maybe you have employees. I mean, there's right. just so much to get caught up in. And I think we don't ever take a step back and realize, you know, what would really excite me? What do I really want to do? Yeah, I have so, so much to say on that that I feel like it's a new podcast. Another podcast. If I can invite myself back. <laughs> well, you've behaved yourself very well on this podcast, Jessica. I, I really so, do. So I'm, far, I believe you have yeah. an open invitation Good. to come back. So. I'm super passionate about that. So I feel like that's a whole other ball of yarn. So finding your passion. So we'll have to, let me, hold on, let me write that down for a future (laughs) podcast. So, well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, again, we'll put some, some notes in the, some notes in the show links, maybe some links in the show notes. Yeah. On this. Does that that. sound better? So, and. uh, That's it. That's it. I think that's it. We're out. I don't have anything else to say. Well, I got to finish my silver bullet. So have a wonderful... My beer is almost gone. (laughs) All right. Well, cheers, everyone. Have a great day.